please do not hate on episode 28. Good morning, Pottervision listeners. It's me, Tom Lawrence, and I've just got a little request. Can you do me a favor? Please, if you're enjoying the podcast, can you leave us a review, specifically on Apple Podcasts? If you can go to the app or however you access it and leave us a five-star review, you don't even have to give us a long review to say something like, it's good. But leave us five stars. It would really help us if you're enjoying it. Um, I'd love that. Anyway, uh, if you want to support us, go to patreon.com forward slash pottervision. We'd love that even more listen to me begging yammering on here's episode 28 Hello, 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 and welcome to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every week this person opposite me, Tom Lawrenson, and myself, Lucas Kirkby, we read a chapter of the Harry Potter books and use it as a springboard for conversation. Mm-hmm. This week it well. is episode 28. Mm-hmm. We're on book two, chapter 11, The Dueling Club. Tom, how are you? Episode 28. Um, I am well. Yes. How do I look? You look well. Yeah. You look like you've just done a workout. Is that all right? I bloody have. I have just done a workout. What have you done? What were the kind of things that you were doing in your you workout? You want to know my movements. Yeah, yeah. You want to know my movements. Yeah. My secret rhythms that I open portals up to other dimensions. Yeah. Right. So I was doing uh, press-ups. I was, doing, I was doing burpees. I was doing. Oh. Uh, I was uh, doing. Press ups bi- make me burp as well. Bicep curls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I was doing uh, running on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I was getting sweaty. Yeah. And yeah. you feel like because you've had a bit of a regime recently, haven't you? Yeah. I was uh. sliding round the living room like a wet otter. Oof! With your sweats. <laughs> My goodness! Fantastic. Yeah. And do I, have I ever looked happier? Uh, rarely, I think. You look pretty much top three times, I think, I've seen you. How about you? Have you been? I've been all right. Now, again, we're recording on Monday this week mm-hmm. because I was away yesterday performing. I was actually filming something for Easter. Mm. I was playing a professor called Professor Egbert and we were filming about this egg rolling tradition that is in Preston every year. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm not a stone th- uh, throw away from Preston when I was because well, I grew up in Blackpool. Yes. And I'd never heard of it. No. Have you heard of Avonham Park? I've heard of people from Preston and yeah. I have to say not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Preston is a robot dog. Yeah. So, but I've got a funny story to tell you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to Wales to film this because it's being filmed and produced by friend of the show, Libby Edwards. Shout out, Libby, if you're listening. Shout out to you, Libby. And basically, we're going out to film, but it's raining, the weather is awful. Lloviendo. Absolutely horrendous, it is raining in Spanish. (laughs) Now, she says... Right, she says, look, my mum has got an office that you as this professor could use as like a eccentric man's office, right? Mm. So she gets the key from her mum, her mum kindly lets us into this office, right? And it's got loads of like 
because she's a therapist, it's got loads of these like play therapy things. Yeah, yeah. Like action figures, objects, all these kind of full of stuff. It's really cool. So anyway, we find loads of egg stuff. So we think, right, we'll put all the eggs on the desk, right? Yeah. And it'll look like you're an egg expert and you're mad about eggs and you've got all these decorations. Keep talking, keep talking. To sort out the light, right? Libby is trying to move the blinds, pull the blinds down. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can and imagine she, it. She very crudely pulls the blind hard, right? <laughs> the blind comes crashing down, knocks over an egg and smashes it, right? And it was a decorative ostrich egg from South Africa. Oh right. my god! And, like, and this oh. is used for play therapy. Well, no, it's just for decoration. <laughs> I think on the on on the wall, right on the on the shelf. She goes, "Oh no, my mum got this when she went to South Africa. It's a genuine ostrich egg, and it's got like um, engravings on it of a rhino, and it's decorative, and it's smashed into hundred pieces." She's like, yeah. "Bloody hell!" And was there a yolk inside? No, no, it was a hollowed out decorative oh, egg. Right, I thought they'd taken an ostrich egg. No. Uh, I somehow, like, you know, shocked the <laughs> em- embryo inside and then no. just painted it. <laughs> no, no, so it was a hollowed out egg, painted, carved, like, whole, wasn't it, decorative, all the shape of the rhino. So Libby's online, right, she's going, oh, God, I'm going to have to try and buy her a replacement egg, mm-hmm. right? So <clears> she <throat> looks for ages, 10, 15 minutes, looking through, and eventually she finds the exact one yeah. for £60, yeah. right, and she buys it, she orders it. 60 euros. Exactly. Well, it's, uh, uh, libros. And books. No, libros is pounds, isn't it? No, it's books. Oh, no, I don't know. Anyway, so she orders it and she thinks, right, I'm going to have to ring my mum to yeah. tell her. See, see, see. I've smashed your egg, but don't worry, I've bought you a replacement, right? So she's really shitting herself ringing her mum. Yeah. Right? So she rings her mum, her mum answers, she goes, Mum, I'm really sorry. I've smashed your decorative South African egg, but don't worry, I've bought you a new one. Yeah, mum goes. And her mum goes, oh, don't worry, the builders broke the original a couple of years ago. That's a replacement. Oh, my God. <laughs> it wasn't. So that was already a replacement. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> the person selling that egg on eBay is like, oh, again. <laughs> How many Fabergé eggs do they need? <laughs> but yeah, what a, what a lovely end to that story, the idea that she was getting a replacement for the replacement. That's beautiful. That Thank you beautiful. very much. Thank you very much. Any updates in your life, Tom? I'm noticing we're in a different building. <laughs> I know you're slow like that. It took him a, it took him a while to realise. <laughs> but uh, yeah, moved house. Whoa! Me and my girlfriend have moved house. Now we live in the house. Went from flat to house. Yeah. Brilliant. Instead of, you know, flat... Yes. Uh, wide. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more of a girthy habitat. We're talking uh, an extra bedroom. Fantastic. Dining room. Uh, bathroom. <laughs> we didn't have one of them before. Lovely. <laughs> nice little yard. Bit of a yard, yeah. yeah. It's, see, my parents, they've got a garden where no one can see you from it. Yeah? They've got yes. a small garden, but no one can see you. Like, you're not going... But this is the first time I've lived where, like, if I'm in my garden, yeah. someone could see me. So I've been, about, I've been a bit shy about going out there. Yeah. Yeah, I feel oh. a bit vulnerable. I know. You know I always go outside into my garden naked, don't you? You do, <laughs> you do. I've seen it many a time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I must say, because yeah. normally when we look out of your window in your flats, you we see a see man weeing into a, into a bit of a car into park. Into a corner, or we see youths drinking, yeah. or, you know, general... And I have just been distracted by a lovely squirrel on your wall mm-hmm. so what a lovely lovely change I think it's gone into a bush now oh I saw that squirrel today actually 
And it, good. and it warmed my heart. Yeah. And I mean that. It's like being Snow White when you see a squirrel. Yeah. Mm. Attracting nature to I your l- new home. I lay down in the garden and I let all the woodland animals run over me. And it is heaven. Yeah. Feeling a squirrel with its claw scratching at your... Scratching at your... I don't know. <laughs> your pupil. <laughs> Guys, if you ever want that Disney experience, mm. just lie yourself down in a forest, start whistling, and those creatures will soon come flocking to stand on you. <laughs> Believe me. Have you got something for me? I've got something for you. What it begins it? with R and ends in Undown. <laughs> Give it me. Hey, chapter 11, the dueling club. Uh-huh. Harry wakes up and the bones in his arm have regrown. And he goes to see Harry and... He goes to see Hermione and Ron. They're in the toilet again, making this polyjuice potion. They've heard about Colin Creevy as well, and they think, right, we need to get cracking with this potion, find out what Malvoy's up to before he has any more victims. Next thing you know, there's a poster on the wall, Dueling Club! You go to a dueling club, and it's being led by Lockhart and... Snape. Mm. But before that, I forgot yeah, about yeah, this yeah. bit. <laughs> they need a couple of ingredients for the yeah, polyjuice yeah, yeah, potion. Yeah. So during potions lesson, Harry sets off a firework. He lobs it into Goyle's uh, cauldron, sets it off. And while that's being distracting, Hermione goes into Snape's personal cupboard and steals a few supplies. Yeah. Anyway, the dueling club is being done by Lockhart and Snape. Uh, Snape shows Lockhart up by blasting up against the wall and then they start practising and they pair up Malfoy and Harry together. They do some tickling charms, some dancing charms, but then Malfoy says, Serpent Sortier, and out comes a big dirty snake. Mm. Harry starts talking to it, tells him to stop attacking Justin, but he's saying it in parcel tongue, snake language that he never knew he could speak. And that is the sign of a dark wizard Salazar Slytherin could speak parcel tongue. Uh-huh. Crazy, crazy stuff. Anyway, so all of the school think that Harry's the heir of Slytherin doing all these attacks. He overhears some Hufflepuff saying it might be him. And he's all glum walking about when suddenly he trips over the body of Justin Finch Fletchley. He's been petrified and so has nearly headless Nick. Mm-hmm. It's all a big commotion, blah, blah, blah. And Professor McGonagall says, it's out of my hands now. Mm. And she takes him up to Dumbledore's office. Oh, my God. And that was it, the dueling club. The dueling club. What, what a, a chapter. chapter. What a chapter. What a chapter. A lot happened. A lot happened. Yeah. We were weaving back and forth. <laughs> Goodness. Things happening. Yeah. A lot of themes. It felt like an episode of a show, of a TV show, this. Like EastEnders, where you've got about five yeah. different things going on at once. Really juicy. Now, so we start off, Harry wakes up in his hospital bed, doesn't he? Oh! Yeah. And uh, Madame Whatever says, uh, you can go. Yes. And he's like, where are my mates? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, why aren't they waiting for me here? Yeah. They're not that interested, pal. I mean, yeah. you're at school still. You're free to just come up to your bedroom when you're, like, you know, yeah. when you're done. People expect so much attention when they are injured. If somebody's got a broken bone or a cast or yeah. crutches, they expect the world to gather around them and yeah. 
ask them if they're all right, <laughs> help them up the stairs. I'm guilty of that, but I never return the favour. Like no. if someone's like you could be uh you could have told me you'd broken your neck and you could be wearing some neck brace like yeah. avid Merion from Bo Selector. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'd forget after like the first, you know, five yeah. minutes. But that's the thing, all you should expect is, oh, how did you do that? Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, hope you get well soon. That's the end of it from every person. You can't be expecting Ron and Hermione to be turning up at the crack of dawn no. by his bedside. You know, he's he's not in, like, mortal danger, he's he broke his arm. He might not have got discharged that morning. Yeah. She might have gone, do you know what, another, another day. Yeah. Because your arm's still a bit too stiff. Yeah. And he needs his rest, you know. How annoying would it be if you were recovering and every morning you woke up to people sat next to you? Mm. Like, oh, let me rest! But instead, he uh, he jumps up out of bed, doesn't he? Yes. Jumps out of bed and he goes, right, I know what I'll do. Yeah. And he runs into the girls' toilets. <laughs> it's the first place I'd go after an injury. <laughs> as soon as my hand was back working, I'd be straight to the girls' toilets like Harry. Reaching under the cubicles, <laughs> trying to grab a leg. Splashing water around. Well, so he goes into the girls' cub- into the girls' toilets, right? Yeah. And he I don't know, makes himself known. <laughs> <laughs> he says... <laughs> Come on. There was a clunk and a splash and a gasp within a cubicle. And it never says what that was. <laughs> Definitely a turd. And he, yeah, he sees Hermione's eye peering through a keyhole. <laughs> Harry, she's having a shit. Because <laughs> they don't even say come in. Get out. He just hears her having a plop and then comes in and goes. No, she does. She goes, does she? She goes, come in, how's your arm? Blockage, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Is your good arm better yet? <laughs> oh my goodness. Need a bit of plunging. They say, what kind of keyhole? What kind of cubicle has got a keyhole? Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah, I do. It's mental, like, isn't it? <laughs> locking yourself in with a key. Yeah. That's mad, isn't it? And not leaving the key in so no one could see through. Yeah. Imagine really needing mm. a poo or a wee. But then you've left your keys at home. <laughs> oh, I yeah. can't get in the toilets. I have to call a locksmith. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, they're, yeah. they're doing this thing, aren't they? They're, they're brewing this polyjuice potion. They're brewing potion. the polyjuice potion. Right. And for some reason... The potion got... where you give it to your spouse and they let you have multiple love- lovers. <laughs> but they have it where they've got a fire in the toilets... Yeah. And then they're boiling the toilet water, I'm assuming. <laughs> and then they've got the potion You think on top of the water. You think the fire's in the bowl? <laughs> the fire's in the toilet bowl. <laughs> Why is it where is it? Because it says she's making underwater fires. <laughs> no, isn't it isn't it waterproof fires? Oh no, I suppose it would be, because if I mean if it was on top of the toilet lid, yeah. then it wouldn't need to be toilet waterproof, would it? No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean <laughs> Imagine this fires amongst Hermione's freshly baked stool, mm. and they make the. But it says Hermione was. Uh, it was one of her specialities to make underwater fires. <laughs> when would you ever need that? <laughs> in what situation, apart from brewing a potion in a toilet, would you ever need an underwater fire? If they think they're going to escape this burning building by jumping into the water, they've got another thing coming. <laughs> <laughs> Hermione, that's sadistic. <laughs> Great, isn't it? <laughs> Look, I'm thinking of committing arson, <laughs> and I've thought of every possibility. Yeah, well, I wouldn't put it past them because throughout this chapter, yeah, 
a lot of crazy things happen. Yeah. They justify. Yeah. They justify that we will get to, but yeah, I won't put it past them. Another of Hermione's specialities mm. turning fire extinguishing foam <laughs> into fire. Into bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, crazy. Now, Ron thinks that Malfoy is behind all this still. Yeah, the air of Slytherin. Yeah, and the fact that the chamber has been open before proves it. Because mm. it means his dad must have been at it when he was at Hogwarts. Malfoy is at it. Yeah. You know, have you ignored the idea that Dumbledore, a couple of chapters ago, made it explicitly clear that no second year could do this magic? Yeah. No second year could do these petrifications. Not to mention Draco Malfoy. Yeah. Who's, like, useless. Yeah, he's not great. He's been berated by his he's, dad. He's funny. Oh, he's funny. Oh, he's, he's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> if they had a subject for comedy at Hogwarts, he'd be getting Imagine. straight A's. I would love that. Harry and Ron walking in smugly, going, "Ah, oh, we're going to boss this, we're going to boss this. And then it'd be like one of them Britain's Got Talent contestants. You know? Oh, yeah. Everyone's just like... Mm. Deluded. The yeah. deluded. <laughs> just doing his bloody barren impression to silence. <laughs> Someone like someone begins laughing, thinking you know, waiting for the thinking they're meant to laugh, and then realizing that no one else laughs, and they yeah. go. Like, <laughs> 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 now once again, we get Ron the a hole. Go on. So Ron's there. He's going. Oh, he's, he's pose. He's the one asking the question. Mm-hmm. He goes. Oh, how could this monster get around school without being seen? How is that possible? <laughs> And Hermione goes, oh, well, there is a chameleon ghoul I've read about. And then he comes in, you read too much, you do. I'm answering your question, Ron. You've just asked me a question. With a perfect answer. Yeah. You've presented a problem. Yes. I've presented a perfect solution. There are monsters that can turn themselves invisible. Oh, you read too much. Remember when you got us out of the uh, the, tra- the trap door uh, in the last year's challenges? You know, the last year's um, whatever yeah, yeah. at the end. Oh, that was annoying that was. I wish we died. <laughs> reading, reading, reading. Mm. Yes, you've saved us countless times. Yes, yeah. you will save us countless <laughs> times again. But bloody hell, lighten up, woman. Ron. Ron needs to get a grip of himself. Yeah, yeah. Um... <sighs> We're halfway through book two, mm-hmm. and we're yet to see the lovable Ron that we know from the films. We must have had, we've had some bits, haven't we? Yeah, trying to defend Hermione's honour, but then then again, when he did do that, we were like, well, you know, violence can't use violence against words. Yeah, bit much, bit much, a little bit much. But it was funny though. No, to be fair, he says at one point about Dobby, if he doesn't stop trying to save your life, he's going to kill you. Perfect line. Yeah, good ending line. He's been gifted with that line. Well yeah. done. <laughs> well done, Ronald. If I was there, you know, like when an enemy, you know, someone you don't like says something funny, yeah. and you accidentally laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I should have found that funny. I don't like them, but... No, hats off. It was bloody funny. And if that's the funny line, you know that's the end of the scene. Mm. Don't be saying any more lines, guys, because that was the end. <laughs> that was the end of the chapter. Don't be revealing any information after that cracker. Yeah. <laughs> People are trying to find out, aren't they? Mm. The air was suddenly thick with rumour and suspicion. Oh! Who would you be thinking it was? Harry Potter. <laughs> You'd think it was Harry Potter. A lot of evidence points towards him. If it's yes. going to be a student, I think it's more likely Harry Potter than uh, Draco Malfoy. 100%. I've... Go on. 
Because Drake, uh, Harry Potter is always at the scene of a crime. Yes, I agree. I think at the start of this chapter, I would not think it was Harry Potter. Yeah. But by the end of the chapter, I definitely would. Yeah, has to be. I think, you know what? I've read the book and I think it's Harry Potter. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the amount of times, I forget what they said this at, but um, the amount of times where people are listening with their mouths open. Yeah. Like, gaping. They're always like, huh? Huh? <gasps> Hogwarts, bloody hell. Yeah. Bloody Venus flytraps. Cordless like. idiots. Yeah. Harry's mouth gaped open. Mm. Ron's mouth fell open. Close your mouth, boys. <laughs> Close your mouth. News gets out that oh, yeah. um, Colin Creevy was petrified last night. <sighs> Fred and George are laughing about it. They're sadistic, isn't it? That was crazy, that, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, Ginny Weasley, she sits next to him yeah. in one of her lessons. Yeah. And Fred and George, to try and cheer her up, uh, covered themselves in fur and, was it, boils? Boils, yeah. And were jumping out from, like, behind statues. Boys, what are you doing? Yeah. Not funny. No. A boy's almost dead. Yeah. And for some reason, you're mutilating yourselves. Well, I think it's very odd to, you know, why are you picking on your sister? <laughs> like... Normally, elder siblings at a school yeah. don't want anything to do with their younger siblings because mm-hmm. they're embarrassing. Oh, I don't want to be seen hanging around with her. She's bloody annoying. It is sister. funny. I do remember that. When you'd see two siblings pass each other in the hall. Yeah. And you'd see whether they like responded to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, were that like... I think I would walk past my sister and be like, hello. That's funny. <laughs> hello. Hiya. Or like, smile or something. Yeah. Whereas you'd see other siblings who would ignore each other. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just because people were watching, I think. Yeah. But then um, my friend, when he saw his younger brother, his younger brother would wear a baseball cap and he'd knock his cap off him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, because yeah. he did that, his friends started copying that as well. Like, you know, like yeah. um, the older brother's friends, he'd be like, oh, yeah, that's funny. And they'd knock his cap off whenever they saw him. So, you know, don't bully your friend's brother. Don't bully your friend's brother. That is this week's message. If you are just listening in mm. for the moral, you can <laughs> press pause now because that's it. Don't bully your friend's brother. Oh! So, um, round Hogwarts, yeah. there has become now this underground trade of good luck charms, talismans, yes. and all sorts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Neville has bought an assortment, say, and people are like, Neville, but you're a pureblood. You are yeah. not at risk of being, like, you know, yeah. armed by the air of Slytherin. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, but everyone knows I'm almost a squib. I just thought, how depressing is that? Yeah. Job done, everyone. You've got to him. Yeah. He now thinks as little of himself as the rest of you do. Yeah. The fact that he thinks, oh, I'm almost a squib, but you're not. There's no such thing as an almost a squib. Yeah. You've either got magic or you don't. Yeah. They have absolutely run his confidence into the ground. <laughs> yeah. These bastards! And it's not only the students, it's yeah. even the uh, uh, teachers. Oh, Snape! Yeah, in this, at the dueling club, he yeah. says, um, uh, so Lockhart volunteers uh, Neville yeah. to go up on stage. Yeah, and yeah. Snape goes, no! What does he say about him? Um, Longbottom causes devastation with even the simplest of smells. Great. Terrible that you... Got no one in his corner. Yeah. 
I think it is very bad and unprofessional, actually, for a teacher to belittle somebody's magical ability yeah. in front of the whole school, practically. Crazy. But all these things, these talismans and... Uh, what was it? Neville bought a large, evil-smelling green onion, a pointed purple crystal and a rotting newt tail. Mm. But there used to be, definitely in medieval times, there would be people and they were called pardoners. Mm. Right? And a pardoner would travel from town to town selling things like this. Oh, that's a good job, that is. But they would be bits like he would claim that something was like the blood of Jesus or this is part of the Virgin Mary or something, or like a bone was like a saint's bone. I've got the blood of Jesus. How much do you want for it? Five quid. Hey, it's priceless, this. Well, yes, we'd give all these like religious relics and the idea was that if you owned... Part obviously like a part of Jesus or a part of the Virgin Mary or whatever, you would be blessed and you would be pardoned of all your sins. Mm-hmm. And there's a very... Do you know the Canterbury Tales by no. Geoffrey Chaucer? So it's a, a 14th century book. Yeah, yeah. Where he, they're, they're all going on a pilgrimage to Canterbury and each person tells a tale. And there's a pardoner's tale about three drunkards right, yeah. who find... Sounds like Deathly Hallows, this. It's... Pretty close. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Three drunkards who find loads of treasure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They find loads of treasure. And one of them goes off to buy some uh, some wine right, yeah, to yeah. celebrate. While the other one goes off, <laughs> the other two say, right, if we poison that guy, we'll get 50% of the treasure instead mm. of a third. But at the same time... The, no, no, they decide to kill him. They say, if we kill him, we'll mm-hmm. get 50% of the treasure. And the other guy, when he goes to the shop, he doesn't just buy the wine, he buys poison. Right. And thinks, if I poison both of them... Get 100% of the treasure. I'll get 100% of the treasure. So he arrives, they kill him, and then to celebrate, drink they wine. drink the wine. And all three of them die. And the moral of the story is, smell the wine before you taste it. It could be poisoned. <laughs> Always check. What's the real moral? Don't be greedy. Don't be greedy. Yeah, a third of a fortune is still a third of a fortune. Very true. Very, very, very true. true. What kind of, um, so what are those sell- talisman sellers called? Pardoners. Pardoners. Because the idea is that you would be pardoned for your sins. You'd be forgiven if you held like a religious relic. Have you ever had a uh, good luck charm? No, I don't believe in that tripe. Lucky penny? No. Lucky pair of trousers? No. Have you ever had any clothes that you like performing on stage with? Not at all, really. Pre gig rituals? Um, not really. I, t- I tell you what, actually, I do. I like routine. Keep talking. I don't think in a suspicious way. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Uh, superstitious. <laughs> not suspicious. Ooh, why am I doing this at five every morning? Um, but <laughs> not in a superstitious way. But today, because I, usually... I routinely put salt in my neighbour's fuel tank. Why am I doing that? <laughs> it's my suspicious routine. <laughs> but yeah, because normally, yeah. I would pop to McDonald's on the way. To this and buy a drink. Yeah, yeah. A drink yeah. for me, a drink for thee, a cup of coffee and a mug of tea. Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you. I'd like that tattooed across my chest. I will do it. <laughs> I don't I wouldn't know how, but I'd do it. But yeah, and today, obviously you've moved house. There isn't a McDonald's nearby. You didn't you, know, che- you didn't check that, did you? Do you know where the one is? Go on. No, but I mean which ones have you found nearby? Oh, there's one, but it's like ten minutes away. Well, there's one which yeah. is on stock 
Port, uh, like, Main Road. Oh, yeah. And that's not too far. Oh, I might try that one. Like, five minutes, and it's got a drive-through yeah. and a car park. Oh. But you wouldn't think by driving past, you'd think it's just a front, you know, uh, like a street one. Ooh. Yeah. I might check that out. Gotta go around the back. Because at the minute, next to me is a glass of water yeah. that you kindly poured for me. And I'm not being ungrateful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very glad of it to quench my thirst. But it's not the same as a Coke Zero. No. no. I was saying to Lucy yesterday... I was like, we should get him a load of uh, Coke Zero in. Oh, yeah. And then so never has to worry that there isn't oh, going to be any... Uh... In a little bottle. Well, I was thinking little bottle, but then I was like, is a little bottle enough for him for a, a record that might last two hours? Yeah. So, two litre bottle every time you come round. Oh, <laughs> that would be absolutely lovely. And then just invoice me at the end of the month for how many you've bought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, there you go. Pardon us. I used to have a... Um, I still do a little bit. Before I go on stage, yeah. I always try and have a sip of something. Uh-huh. Um, Coke or water. Because I always think I need, like, you know, I don't want to dry mouth when I say my first words. Yes. But it doesn't make a difference. No. If, if it's like... Because I always have some liquid in my mouth as I'm walking towards the stage that I swallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if... Sometimes you get a delayed intro, don't you? you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Your next act, very very good act, friend of mine, and then they go off on a tangent, and you're like, oh, yeah, start, yeah, yeah, full start, yeah. And so then I'm doing these sips, like, and I'm holding like coke in my mouth for a minute, yeah, yeah. and just swallow, start again, <laughs> yeah. But I don't, it does not make a difference whatsoever. Well, no, and especially not if you're doing like 15 minutes or 20 minutes. Yeah, you're all right for the first couple of minutes, but then you're always going to be dry mouthed at the end. Yeah. But then I don't like taking a drink with me on stage. No, 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 no. Me and you, before we do uh, part of Vision, we have uh, rituals. Like, yeah. uh, you'll, for some reason, shake hands with every member of the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and you'll kind of see if you can do any odd jobs for them. Yeah, we're, we're two performers, you know, and people like, you know, paying to see our show. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, people are in the audience. You're in the audience with people and people asking favours of you. Please, can you look after my suitcase? Cases, yeah. and then you come to me and say, We're gonna look after these people's suitcases, and I'm like, What are you on about? No, <laughs> that's not the job of the performer. Yeah, that genuinely <laughs> happened, didn't it? Once, yes. But if somebody's coming in with two big suitcases, you know, it's just nice, isn't it, to put them backstage for them, leave them by the door because <laughs> then for the whole show, we're going, I've God, make sure these people get their suitcases back because yeah. I would genuinely forget well that's all I'd be thinking about well I'm very sorry for being a good Samaritan no he's <laughs> going ridiculously above and beyond does anyone would anyone like to put their feet up during the show you can uh, I'd, I'd happily kneel down for you and you can put them on me back <laughs> look ladies and gentlemen we are hoping to be back doing live shows very soon <laughs> and we want you not only to come and watch and enjoy <laughs> but if there's anything that needs doing don't hesitate to ask. <laughs> we'll help you out if you need babysitters. Hey, if you're coming to the show and are worried about babysitters, <laughs> bring your baby and we'll babysit them during the show. We'll mind them on stage or take turns. In between lines, we'll pass baby back and forth. We will use your baby as Harry <laughs> in the very first scene where he nearly gets killed. Simba. So, what? What? <laughs> Two weeks later, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. McGonagall is. Hang on. What? 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 Is it two weeks later? Or is it the second week in December? What's happening with McGonagall? 
She's collecting names of students. Who want to stay. Over Christmas. Over Christmas. Why is that her job? Mm. She's like the deputy head. Mm. It should be like admin staff <laughs> Filch. doing that. That should be a job for Filch. Yeah. A few weeks ago we said that why have we got him cleaning up mud? Yeah. When an elf could be doing that or yeah. magic could be doing that. Yeah. He should definitely be collecting names. Yeah. Or maybe they don't want him talking to the kids. <laughs> keep him away, keep him away. But yeah, and and I love the fact that there's been no communication with parents whatsoever. Yeah, it should be the parents thing. Is your child yeah. staying on? Not the kid to decide. Yeah, sign the form. I he's... never agreed to that. <laughs> he said he's what? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Harry, Ron and Hermione all decide to stay home at Christ- uh, stay at Hogwarts at Christmas, right? Yeah. What are their families thinking? You know, oh, you know, we haven't seen you since September, Hermione, love. Why aren't you coming home at Christmas? Kids get carried away with like her doing things. When I was yeah. like, when I was a teenager in like year eight, year nine, my mum was going on holiday. My parents were going on holiday for two weeks. Give me, give yeah. me the option to go. I said I didn't want to go. Yeah, but they said you can't stay at the house. Yeah, you know. So my friend at school, he said you can stay with, at my house with my family. And I was like, are you sure? Your mum said that's okay. And he goes. She did, yeah. It's fine. So, like, not long before my mum was going away, my yeah. family were going away, um, it became very apparent that this boy had not told his mother at all. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, so this woman called my mum up go, and, like, going, you can't expect him to stay here. I don't know why, you've, why you're putting him yeah. upon me. Like, that it was my mum. And my mum was like, I didn't know. I, I didn't, I thought, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That this was all okay. And then, uh, but in the end, I did stay at this boy's house. Over Christmas? <laughs> Not Christmas, just a normal holiday. Bloody hell. Yeah. How well, odd? It is very odd. Yeah, you just get carried away and that's what, they, you know, they're staying behind to catch Malfoy. But I'm imagining, you know... Because Ron... they get wind that Malfoy is staying over Christmas. Yeah. And they go, oh, we've got to do it now. We've got to get this Polyjuice potion going and quick. <laughs> it's very odd. I think Ron's parents would be like, you know, Ron, why are you not coming back home for Christmas? Is it because we went on holiday last year? <laughs> yeah. Is it revenge? Are you annoyed at us, Ron? No, I just want to get boom slang skin. <laughs> Can I have boom slang skin for Christmas? No. Then I'm not coming home. <laughs> if you haven't wrapped me up a bicorn horn, I don't want it. <laughs> if it's another Weasley jumper instead of lace wing flies, then bar bloody humbug, I'm staying at school. <laughs> oh, that tattooed on me as well. <laughs> Hermione. Yeah. It's completely different in book two to book one. Yeah. She's saying, look, you guys are going to get expelled, so I'm going to steal from Snape's office. Mm-hmm. Book one, Hermione would never have offered to do that, I don't yeah. think. She's suddenly getting into all these scrapes, doing all these naughty things. Bad influence of Harry and Ron, I reckon. Definitely. Well, now these kids, they've taken a, a leaf out of Dobby's book. Yeah. Because their idea is the ends justify the means, don't they? Yes. That's what Dobby thinks. Yes. And so they're doing whatever it takes yes. to like justify their crazy little plan yes. of turning themselves into crab, goyle and, I don't know, a cat. <laughs> it's, that, it's one of those things where that is actually a good mindset to have. Because often, if you have goals and you have dreams and you want to get things done... Often, it's the worries about what could go wrong, what if this happens, what if this happens, when actually, if you're determined enough, you can do it. Hey, there's another moral. 
double moral in today's episode. But these guys are going crazy, I think. Mm. It's the way they're going about it. So they need a distraction, don't they? Oh, yeah. And their distraction, yeah. right, is to disfigure a classroom full of people. <laughs> that is up there with... Yes. So Dobby, what, yes. he, he knocked Harry off a broom or something? Yeah. Broke his arm. And these kids have exploded a cauldron... Uh, full of a, whatever it is, yeah. onto a classroom full of people. So Harry, he throws a firework into the swelling potion, doesn't he? Showering yeah. the entire class in it, right? That, to me, yeah. is an act of terrorism, right? It is, yeah. Because it doesn't matter if these things can be reversed, people are still going to experience trauma. Yes. Right? Goyle's eyes were the size of dinner plates. Yeah. And Malfoy's nose growing as well. That yeah. is terrifying. It is completely terrifying. Mm. But can I just say, Go on. thank goodness the Weasleys turned that car around to get those fireworks because they have been absolutely <laughs> pivotal to about four plot points so far in this book. <laughs> I think this is about the fourth time they've come up. What were the other ones? They uh, flew a salamander around the room. <laughs> um, I think... I think there was another point as well, but I think I, th- I think there's going to be more filibuster fireworks later on as well. And it's mad that the uh, the Weasley parents, but they're like, oh, I forgot our fireworks. Right, let's go back and get them. No, thing is about fireworks, you don't take them to school. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the crazy little thing about fireworks. Yeah, it's only going to cause devastation. And bloody hell, thank God it landed in a cauldron. Yeah. if he'd missed and it just exploded in, like, Crab's face... <laughs> in his eyes. In his eyes, <laughs> he'd have been blind. But, right, so the room is going crazy. Everyone's yeah. running round, disfigured, and Harry was trying not to laugh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mate, like, and you're wondering why people don't like you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I think Snape might think it's me. Yeah. Well, maybe it is, mate, because you're the only one in the room not disfigured. <laughs> He arranged his face to be puzzled. What? How are you arranging your face? I'm imagining him doing it bit by bit. Eyebrows first, furrow the eyebrows. Squint the eyes a bit, frown. Twitch your nose. <laughs> Bite bottom lip. No, no, no. Too sexy. Bite top lip. <laughs> um, Snake knew it was me. Maybe he can read minds. Maybe he just looks at you. It's obvious, Potterhead. Maybe it's like, you know, oh, maybe he saw me. No, like, oh, he couldn't have seen me throw a firework across the room. Maybe he did. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he couldn't have put two and two together, the fact that the only people in the school that own filibuster fireworks are my friend's brothers. Mm, Who aren't in the class. Yeah. So it's either their brother's, you know, their brother, Ron, or you, dipshit. (laughs) It couldn't be that Snape noticed the rocket-shaped lump <laughs> under my cloak as I walked in. Or the matches in my hand. <laughs> See an advertisement for Dueling Club. Dueling oh, yeah. Club. Learn how to duel. Yeah. If there's anything that a child should be taught, it's how to duel. Exactly. You know? Turn someone's legs to jelly. Yeah. Make someone laugh a lot. You're never going to know <laughs> when you need it. Yeah. And then, so, they turn up to the Dueling Club. Yes. Uh, and they see that the two tutors are Professor Snape and Professor being led by Professor Lockhart. Yes. And one of them says, Ron says, wouldn't it be good if they finished each other off? Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? On their own, isolated, Mm -hmm. these comments from Ron (laughs) could be seen as a joke. But for me, there are far too many death threats, (laughs) mentions of death, 
wishes for death, for me to feel comfortable listening to. Yeah. He says one a chapter <laughs> about somebody either falling <laughs> off a broom to their death, killing each other. Bloody hell, Ron. Ron, what are you saying, man? What are you saying? No. Yes. Like Art's starting off, isn't he? Yeah. I've uh, got your, your, your Professor Snape here. He's going to help me. But don't yeah. worry, you'll get him back in one piece. Yeah. Snape is baring his teeth. <laughs> as, <laughs> as Lockhart's describing these rules, I'm thinking, can we get another rule, please? No biting. <laughs> <laughs> no biting, no pinching, no kicking, no punching. I want to know, why is Lockhart putting himself in these situations? Mm. Because we know by the end of the book, that he's not as unaware of himself as we think, Mm. right? Surely he knows that Snape is going to show him up on this duelling. I think he proper... No, but he just definitely thinks that Snape is such a lesser wizard than he. Because he believes his own fame and he must think, well, if Snape's a teacher, he must not be be that good at um, duelling, mustn't he? Those who can't duel... Teach potions. Teach potions. Let's spell. Let's spell today. Mm. Yeah. Now, so Snape goes up on stage. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got Snape and Lockhart staring at each other. Yeah. yeah. They're going to do a little quick duel to show everyone, right? Yeah. Snape, Expelliarmus, he screams. Is this the first Expelliarmus we've ever had? I think so. So this is where Harry Potter learns his favourite spell. Yeah. Expelliarmus. <clears throat> yeah. I love this because I think the thrill of seeing two teachers go at it yeah. would be absolutely fascinating as a I kid. I love that in high school where you found out some teachers didn't like other ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was that was good. Where you mentioned their names and they roll their eyes or something. Yeah. Or like, you, you know, English teachers don't really get on with... PE yeah. teachers or whatever. Yeah, it's just brilliant. And the because I remember there used to be things at school where I don't know on like Red Nose Day or something there'd be a teachers football match. Yeah, where at the teachers would play against the six formers or something like that, or uh-huh. the teachers would play uh-huh. against uh-huh. each other. Uh-huh. It was a thrill just to see the teachers like getting competitive and getting annoyed and stuff. It'd be fascinating because I think as a kid you don't realise that teachers are human beings. No, no, my sister's a teacher, and I think. Um, uh, kids have asked her before there's like a little sofa yeah in the classroom and they've said to her is that your bed? <laughs> I think you live there yeah <laughs> you live in the classroom the thrill of seeing your teacher in public <laughs> hey it's Mrs Jones <laughs> you can't believe it rubbing your eyes in Asda <laughs> is this witchcraft? <laughs> just doing a normal thing like they, shopping they'd let you out <laughs> like spend serving a sentence in school everyone's put into pairs well, hang on. Oh, wow, wow. So they have that I'll duel, hang. and Lockhart yeah. flies against a wall, hitting brick wall, and falls yeah, yeah, into yeah. a lump on the floor. Yeah. Hermione goes, Do you think he's all right? Ron and Harry say in unison, Who, Who cares? cares? Who cares? Yeah. That man, he could be dead. <laughs> they, honestly, the lack of empathy mm. from these two boys is you cannot like someone and still feel sorry for them when they get hurt. Yeah. You don't have to... And, and as well, <laughs> Lockhart is a nightmare. He's, yeah. a big, he's a Billy Big Balls, he boasts, he whatever's. But why do you hate him? <laughs> he's just an idiot. You know, you can't be glad when he hurts himself. <laughs> he's just like a big head. Yeah. Like, he's just got... He just doesn't have that much self-awareness. Yeah. He's like, not mean. Good. Yeah. 
good. I'm glad he's broken his spine. <laughs> you know when David Brent in the office loses his, loses his job? That man has got so little self-awareness. I was like, good, take that. Take that. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so they're deciding the pairs, aren't they? Oh, yeah. And um, so Ron and Harry turn to each other, start smiling. Yeah. Start, they start slow dancing. Finally, me and my best friend are going to get to do it together. And Snape goes, no. Time to split up the dream team. <laughs> I love that he calls them the dream team. Great. I absolutely loved it. Two friends. They're the dream team. No, they think they're the dream team. Yeah, they do they, think they, they're the dream then team. Then it's good. It's like, no, guess what? There's a whole... Socialise with the rest of the school. Yeah. Draco Malfoy would love to be your pal. Yeah. So fight him. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Snape is doing what mm. we want. We want them to socialise. Mm. Now, Hermione is put with Millicent Bulstrode. Right? Yeah. And even Harry's inner monologue is bitchy. <laughs> I couldn't believe this. I couldn't believe this. <gasps> Millicent reminded Harry of a picture he'd seen in Holidays with Hags. <laughs> This is a little girl. Yeah, this is a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> How horrendous. Do you know what you remind me of? A hag. A being. Talking. Yeah. By the... <laughs> the warlock decree might even be a beast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 12 years old. And I've got bad teeth. <laughs> and I'm a bit self-conscious about that. And my big nose. Mind Harry's in the monologue. If Snape is reading Harry's mind, he's completely right to treat him like crap. Because he's yes. like, you stuck-up, pretentious little twerp. Yes. Why are you commenting on everyone's appearance constantly in your own head? Yeah. Oh, Harry, the belle of the ball. <laughs> the handsome hunk, Harry Potter. Harry! <laughs> you know model. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, what happens... Well, Malfoy and Harry, they go, right, we want you to do your spells now. Don't hurt each other, just do your spells. Mm. Right, and the way they're described sounds like they're doing things that they shouldn't, right? Mm. But these spells seem like fun. Yeah. You know, Malfoy does a spell on Harry, he starts dancing with his legs. Yeah. Harry does a spell on Malfoy, it's like being tickled. Yeah. And they shout at them, they go, Finita incantatum! Not that. Not that. No. Disarm only, only to disarm. We said that, didn't we? No. And also, Lockhart, <laughs> Snape just used a disarming spell on you and nearly broke your back against the wall. I've just tickled him. How is, how is that worse than what's just happened to you? That was absolutely crazy. Oh, don't stop, stop it. He's making him dance. This needs to stop. So then, so then they go, right, up again, another round, another round, please. Before that, go on. Millicent Bullstrode's got Hermione in a headlock. <laughs> how did that happen? Why is that not being stopped? Oh, it's all right for the mud wrestling to continue, but hey! No tickling! No tickling! No tickling! <laughs> no tickling! Blimey, <laughs> no mean, Harry, Hermione's broken her neck! Is this tickling club? No, it's dueling club. Well done, Millicent. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good duel, knocking someone's face in. <laughs> so they stand them up, right? Yeah. And they go, right, you two again. Yeah. Gonna have a, you can have a little, uh, I don't know... What this second bout is, but uh, Snape and uh, Lockhart yeah. give them both a new little spell each. Yeah. Lockhart's spell doesn't really work in his demonstration. He drops his wand yeah. and he runs off. 
Snape whispers into Draco Malfoy's ear. Yeah. He gives he goes him he gives him his little snake spell, doesn't he? He goes, Say this, and a snake will jump out of your wand. Yeah. Say this, Draco. Crucio. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> um and then so Draco does. Yeah. Snake jumps out. And uh, Harry looks at it, and Snape immediately goes, <laughs> I guess I'll get rid of this then, Potter. I'll get rid of this, don't worry. So, Snape, you've basically just gone, make a snake. I'll look great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hasn't he? But yeah. then um, uh, Lockhart, unfortunately, goes, I'll take care of this. Yeah. Provokes the snake even more. Yes. Throws up into the air, and it starts going for Bixley Wexhart Jr., whatever he's called. Exactly, Bixley Wexhart Jr., yeah. <laughs> What's he called, that little Justin bit? Finch Fletchley. <laughs> but I prefer Bexy Wixley Heartface. What did you say? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Sir Harry yeah. runs at the snake and goes, Leave him! Yeah. And then... Already grinning before he's looked up at Justin Wexhart Flinchley. Yeah. <laughs> he's already grinning, going, I'm going to get some praise for this. Yeah. But Justin is not grinning, because it looks like Harry is, yeah. uh, you know, setting this snake on him. Forget Parseltongue. Uh-huh. Forget Parseltongue. <laughs> it's gone. If someone is being threatened by a snake, and you run across the room, and in English... Shout, leave him! And the snake obeys you. That's weird anyway. That is weird anyway. I think it's less weird that he speaks parcel tongue. Because if, if that snake <laughs> adheres to Harry's English commands that he's obviously trained him in, I think that's even more sinister. You think it's even weird everyone looking around the room going, that snake speaks English? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it is weird. Isn't and that it responds to Harry. Harry runs over. <laughs> You're from Burma, aren't you? Is it nice there? Do you miss your family? Yes, yes, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you now, you speak Spanish, don't you? Si, un poquito. Oh, and uh, you speak English, don't you? Si, mucho. <laughs> <laughs> Do you speak any other languages? No. Good. I uh, I took French at GCSE. Yeah. Uh, I was good at it before then. Oh, yeah. But then uh, I think that's next to a girl I fancied. Ah. Yeah. And then God. I spent the whole class trying to make a laugh. Oh, dear. And then got a D. <laughs> did you? <laughs> what did she get? Oh, actually, no, it wasn't a girl. It was a bully. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> now, have you heard about this phenomenon? Where some people have been in a coma Muh. and then woken up knowing a language that they never knew before. Yeah, I've heard bullshit rumours too. Yeah, have you? <laughs> I read bullshit I see online as well. Yeah. It's good that, isn't it? Yeah, Just, do you believe it like me? Yeah. Do you know what? As well, <laughs> did you know that Paul McCartney is dead? <laughs> oh, the moon yeah. landing was fake. Yeah, yeah, it's good that, isn't it? It's good that. And um, Britney Spears was behind 9 11. Yeah, la la, la 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 la. <laughs> While singing Carly Minogue. <laughs> <laughs> now, Justin Finch yes. Fletchley, right? Yes. I don't know if, uh, if listeners, can, can you remember this boy from the film, listeners? Yeah. Look, I'm asking the listeners. If you remember, if you remember Stevie at Laxley Ellen from from the films, this boy, what's he called? Stevie Axley Ellen. No, 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 the boy. Just Flinch Fletchley. He is in the film, right? But only in that bit where the snake. No, he, goes, he introduces. 
what are you playing at? Yeah, that's like, it. But he's in before that because he introduces himself. Does he? Yeah, earlier on. And then they have him again. Yeah. Know? That is the weirdest looking boy. <laughs> he looks like a young Jay Leno. He's got the biggest diamond shaped head that you've, <laughs> <laughs> that you've ever seen in a boy. For me, he looks like a 40 year old man <laughs> playing a boy. We need to look him up to see what he looks yeah. like now. It's like something out of a sketch show where suddenly they have to play a Hufflepuff boy. Listeners, look him up. It reminds me it, of... Honestly, it is eye candy. Not in the way that, like, you know, you'd be attracted to him, yeah. but in the way that your eyes will be like, oh, I love looking at that. It's like watching, when he's in it, it's like watching a Jimmy Fallon sketch mm-hmm. where... Is it Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? One of where, them. One, one of the Jimmys. Where he's doing a Hogwarts sketch and playing a child. Yeah, yeah. It's like something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a grown man being just in Flinch Flotchley. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um so Harry speaks parcel tongue yeah. and the Snape backs off a bit, right? Yeah. Whatever he says. I wonder like so they would have had to run that by JK Rowling, right? Yeah. They would in the film they would have had to go, How does parcel tongue sound? Yeah. We've come up with some examples. We've got uh, we've got this. We've got this. <laughs> We've got this. Number three, I reckon. Uh, can I hear number two again? <laughs> Definitely number three. <laughs> number two sounds like I've got my phone near the computer. I'm about to receive a text. <laughs> so then uh, everyone's looking at Harry. They can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? It's weird. You speak in parcel mouth. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. a parcel mouth speaking parcel tongue, right? Yeah. Snape, throughout this chapter, yeah. his face must be exhausted. Oh, yeah. It's like Jim Carrey doing a stand-up set in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, he goes from his potions lesson, he yeah. was furious, yeah. And then he had his teeth bearing at the beginning of the dueling club. Yeah. Yeah. And then um he's now shrewd and calculating. Yeah. Exhausting. <laughs> His face muscles. Oh, you've been to the death day party. P A R T Y, Mr. Potter. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah. Won't you then, Mr. Potter? <laughs> so, I I had to think. Dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. The Grinch. <laughs> what more can we think of? <laughs> now, I would love it, because for all Harry knows, right, they're saying, look, being a parcel mouth, that's what Salazar Slytherin was. <laughs> for all you know, you could be a descendant of Salazar Slytherin. Right? What's Harry thinking? Harry might think, well, is it only Salazar Slytherin that had these talents? You know, that can be passed on to fellow members of the house. For all you know, Susan Boyle... Uh, what's she called? Susan Bones could speak to badgers. Susan Boyle. <laughs> Susan Boyle. <laughs> For all he knows, Susan Boyle could speak to badgers. <laughs> I'm afraid, Mr Kirkby, you've lost me. <laughs> I dreamed a dream in time gone by. <laughs> and you've got TB. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, for all he knows, Jed was actually good singers. Huh? <laughs> for all he knows, diversity can speak to Ravens. <laughs> Level one. <laughs> <laughs> That's mental. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Now the they usher (laughs) Harry off. They grab him. Quick, quick run. Yeah. No one's dismissed the class. No. But everyone's running all of a sudden. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) Like a little stampede. It's like Lion King. Yeah, it's weird. It's like Live the King. That's the second reference to Lion King today. I can't help it. But Ron, so they all run off. And then Ron, he's, he's, he grabs Harry, throws him against the wall. What are, you, what are you playing at? Why don't you tell us you're a parcel mouth? Yeah. And Harry's like, what? Yeah. And he goes, ah, you can speak to snakes. He's yeah. Like, when are you going to, like, you know, accept that I've been a wizard for a year? Yeah. And I don't know everything that you know. And you don't even know that much, dipshit. But then, as well... How can you say something and not hear it sounding different? Yeah. You can't just say that's magic. Surely, you know, if you're saying, leave him, right? <laughs> you didn't hear it coming out of your own ears. And you didn't hear it coming out of your own ears. <laughs> but not only that, right? Leave him. <laughs> At no point have you blown through your teeth to make an S sound. <laughs> Remember you like the muscles in your mouth. Yeah. Leave him takes two seconds to shout, leave him! <laughs> Whereas he spent about half a minute going, I like you very much. And he's like, well, I didn't know. I was a... Well, obviously, you know, I was trying to stop the snake. Yeah. And they go, oh, it sounded like you were egging him on. <laughs> it's like, well, I obviously didn't do that good of a job. Because yeah. immediately after I spoke to him, he fell to the ground and, you know, chilled out. Yeah. So this snake, from Ron's perspective, Harry's run up to him and gone, yeah, get him, do it more. And the snake's gone, well, I'm not doing it now. I was going to do this of my own free will or not at all. Look... Everyone in the Hogwarts castle, mm. rest assured, don't worry. Mm. Yes, Harry can speak to snakes, but they don't listen to a <laughs> bloody word he says. <laughs> he eggs them on, they do the opposite. If anything, we should encourage this. Keep speaking to them. <laughs> yeah. Tell them to kill. Um, now they figured out that, um, you know, Slyther- Slytherin, Slytherin himself spoke parcel tongue. Oh, yeah. And it's got everyone thinking, yeah. is Harry the heir of Slytherin? Mm. There's only one way to find out. Fight! Now, they've got a brew, a uh, polyjuice potion, right? Yeah. And they're going to have to steal some DNA off themselves. Yes. So they can turn themselves into <laughs> Harry's friends. Yeah, yeah. And then ask him outright, are you the heir of Slytherin? Oh, perfect idea. <laughs> I can't wait for two months' time when they brewed it. <laughs> See how they get on. <laughs> now, I love this bit. Mm-hmm. Harry's sleepless nights. Oh, whoa. whoa. <laughs> He's at night thinking, could I be a descendant of Salazar Slytherin? Right. Yeah. He tries to speak parcel tongue, but he can't. How do you know, Harry? 
Because before <laughs> you spoke English and it was parcel tongue. Yeah. So now, yeah, he could be speaking parcel tongue. He could, <laughs> he could be going, right, uh, let me think of something in parcel tongue. Um, say, <sighs> Maybe I need to be actually looking at a snake to be able to do it. <laughs> no, or or if Harry if what Harry says is correct, yeah, right, and he couldn't do it, yeah. So imagine you're sharing a bedroom with Harry, right, and it's like one a.m. and he just you see he's got his eyes open and he just goes leave him, <laughs> and then five seconds later he's pummeling a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> The other four in this common room were like, bloody hell, what's going on here? You've been to Burma, haven't you? What's it like there? Do you miss your family? Bloody hell, Harry. Maybe he is the heir of Slytherin. That guy hates pillows. <laughs> Forget half-bloods. He hates, the man hates pillows. <laughs> yeah, absolutely crackers. Turns out... Everyone who's been petrified so far mm. has duck feather pillows. <laughs> That's the connection. Did you hear about Colin Creevy? Go on. They cut him open. It's a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> they went into his dormitory. Three tog rating. <laughs> That's why he was targeted. Now, Harry wants to apologise to the diamond-faced boy. <laughs> Longsley bitch Boxley. Yeah, he wants to apologise to him. But Herbology's been cancelled. Yeah. yeah. And Hermione's like, be so bothered, go find him. Yeah. So Harry's searching around the castle. And yeah. he hear, overhears McGonagall telling someone off because they've turned their mate into a badger. Hey, Susan Burns will be happy. Yeah. But uh, Susan Boyle would. <laughs> um, hey, but he, Harry wants to look, but he won't because he's got a mission. Yeah. Have a glance. Yeah. And it's not that exciting. Yeah. Things that go on here. He spoke yeah. to a snake last night and he's like, yeah. oh, I wouldn't mind seeing a badger. <laughs> yeah, and it's not urgent that you see Justin. Mm. Just look at a badger for two seconds. Carry on with your day. And Harry spends... He sees a group of Hufflepuffs. Yeah. And then he spends about five minutes, maybe more, just listening into them talking about him. Here we go. And my goodness, I've got to say... Yeah, go on. Ernie McMillan's suspicions and the conclusions he's come to sound a lot more convincing than Ron's do about uh, Malfoy. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. All these things, you know, where Colin Creevy was taking pictures of the Greenwich match, that annoyed him. Filch got him into trouble, so he got Mrs Norris. Justin Finch Fletchley told him that he was a, a, you know, a mudblood. Voldemort would kill him because he's got powers, like, you know, that could compete with his. Makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I mean, apart from the fact that even if you are the most powerful wizard ever, you're a baby. (laughs) Are they really saying that as a one-year-old baby... Harry could block a Vadakadamra. Mm. And it was nothing to do with his parents. It was love. <laughs> it was love, Harry. It was a pack of love hearts. One... You said, text me. <laughs> One-year-olds don't love anything. Be mine. Or anyone. They must. They, they don't. Their mummy and daddy. And nana. And grandad. And a rusk. Yeah, and a rusk. Bit of milk. Uh, Peppa Pig. Sleepy time. Uh, nap. Yeah. Doggy. Uh, hey, Doggy. Yeah. Hey, Doggy. Yeah. Hey, Doggy. Uh, yeah. Moo and me. I yeah. don't know. Justin Fletcher. Justin Fletch Flinksley. <laughs> hey, that's very similar. Who's Justin Fletcher? Mr. Um, 
what's he called? Mr. Tibbles. Is that the lead the... singer from The Darkness? Just... No, no. <laughs> Justin Fletcher's the guy. He's like the CBeebies guy who does all the nursery rhymes and CBBC. the songs. Mr. Tumble, that's him. He's called Mr. Tumble, but his real name's Justin Fletcher. Oh, yeah. My oh. niece and nephew have a Justin Fletcher teddy, a Mr. Tumble teddy, and it sings nursery rhymes when you press his belly. Much like the real Justin Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> now, Harry, um, he listens into all these Hufflepuffs slagging him off. Yeah. And I think he does a very well... Uh, he does very well in listening to them and not, like, rising to it. Yes. Because he could come in there guns blazing. He comes in, he goes, where's Justin? I want to talk to him about what really happened at the uh, <coughs> dueling club. I'm really proud of Harry here, actually. Yeah, very I think, mature. Yeah, he's very mature. And... He doesn't just go off in a huff, he actually confronts them. It's brave and mm. it's mature. But also, I'm quite proud of Ernie McMillan. Mm-hmm. Because he has just realised that he's been overheard slagging Harry off. But he doubles down on it. Very good. <laughs> I like it. I like that he didn't just carry, cower away and just kind of it, be did, nice to Harry. You didn't hear all that, did you? Did you hear all me slagging you off? I'll show you my passport. <laughs> I meant the other Harry Potter. <laughs> There's only one of me, pal. Yeah. Um, and then, so he says, so they have a little argument. Yeah. You know, oh, if you hate the Dursleys so much, like you, you hate the muggles you live with, if he hated them, he'd kill them. He yeah. could. Easily done. Yeah. Make it look like, I don't know, whatever. I think Harry would petrify the Dursleys if he mm, could. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, um, Harry storms off. Yes. Whatever. And then the worst thing... Imaginable happens. <laughs> he um, comes um, across yeah. Justin Fenchel. Oh, wait, there's a bit before that. Oh, what is it? He bumps into what I can only say is the worst thing imaginable <laughs> Hagrid, Hagrid in a balaclava. <laughs> <laughs> Which to me is far worse than a dead body. I know. Your face, get, your face gets really cold, does it, with that big beard, does it, Hagrid? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anybody wear a balaclava apart from either. It, like robbing a bank in a film. Yeah. What about all them EDL protests you go to? Oh, They're yeah, all wearing right. them down. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Actually, I tell you what, I've worn a balaclava on many an occasion hmm. doing UV puppetry. Do you know what I mean by You've UV? never told me about this. I don't know what this is. So UV puppetry, right? You. Go on. UV... <laughs> what you do is you dress up in all black. So you have balaclava... Black suits. You've done this? Yeah, yeah. Black gloves, black socks. And it's in a theatre, and then all the lights go out, but then they put on UV lights, right? And you then have puppets that are made of, like, fluorescent colours. And so all the kids can see watching is like a floating fish or a puppet, Mm. a puppet, like, monster or something. Right, right, right. And it's really cool. And you, every year we have them in the middle of the pantomime. At the start of the second act, there's, like, a five, ten-minute... UV puppet show, which no. is set like wherever it is. Mm-hmm. Like if it's in a castle or something, it'll be all like spooky monsters, or if it's under the sea, it'll all be fish and stuff like that. And it's really, really cool. But I once did a whole weekend at uh, Lightwater Valley in Yorkshire, yeah. where we did about three puppet shows a day. UV oh lights. God. But, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you this if you're watching a UV puppet show, 
don't you dare take a picture with a flashing camera. <laughs> Everyone appears. Because then everybody appears and suddenly you see somebody in a black morph suit holding up a puppet of a fish and it completely ruins the whole thing. The other thing people do is walk in late. So they'd open the door and then a beam of light from the foyer would come through and suddenly you'd see everybody stood like melons. I'd find that so funny. Yeah. Like you, somebody on your knees, like with you, a... You duck walk in, like with a fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then a bloody big old beam of light. Yeah, yeah. Hang on, he's eating chicken nuggets while he's doing this. <laughs> mm. But yeah, fun stuff. Um, then he finds, doesn't he, the worst thing imaginable. Yeah, Hagrid. Go on. Wearing a balaclava. <laughs> Go on. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> so he storms off. Yeah. And he finds Justin Flinch Fletchley's uh, body. Yes. Next to nearly headless Nick, black like isn't what is, is he now like? Yeah, so it's his a, apparition is now not white but black. Yeah, and smoking, and he said he's hori- lying horizontally, floating yeah, with his head half on. Yeah, it's a petrified ghost. Good lord, what kind of being monster is this? Yeah, really, you know, how can you kill someone who's already dead? Peeve comes running out and going, Potter's Potter's done this. Everyone, everyone, come out. Potty Pot- wee Potter. Potter's me- murdered a boy. Yeah. Come see now. Well, well, I don't know. Yeah. Everybody come, attack, attack. And then... Yeah. Ernie runs in, and I was like, (laughs) he's tripling down. Yeah. He's tripling down. He's like face-to-face with who... How bold he is. He's face-to-face with who he thinks is a murderer. Yes. And he goes... Whatever whatever he says, you know. He points. He he goes, goes, caught in the act. Yeah, exactly. That's not the thing you say to a murderer. This person you assume has done despicable <laughs> things, has murdered children and animals alike, mm. and you're turning up and saying, "Gotcha, <laughs> caught red-handed, <laughs> caught with his hand in the honey jar." <laughs> Ernie, knock it off. Yeah, it's not the time. Yeah, fair enough. If you're catching somebody, it's a picnic. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sneaky, sneaky, naughty, <laughs> naughty. <laughs> naughty boy. Maybe he spent too much time around peeves. Yeah. Naughty, naughty, you've got caughty. Yeah. So McGonagall, she like drags him off. <laughs> well, hang on. Go on. The two teachers designated to carry Justin Finch Fletchley's body to the hospital wing are uh, Professor Sinistra, who we've never heard of mm-hmm. from the Astronomy Tower. Sounds sinister. And Professor Flitwick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine they're carrying him up a flight of stairs. Yeah, he's at a 45 degree angle and because Professor... Flitwick's got the feet. And... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he's like he's got the head, she's got the feet. And then she's like, <laughs> Professor Sinistra's like, he's banging his head a lot. <laughs> Smacking his head on each of the stairs. Oh dear! I just think there should there could be somebody a bit more appropriate. To However, body. sir, yeah, does it specify in the books anywhere that Professor Flitwick is small? Yes, it does. He says he he says he's like a few feet high, and he has to stand on a pile of books. In does the it? Class. Yeah, yeah. All right. He has to stand on a pile of books to teach. McGonagall gives the duty of um, getting. Uh, uh, nearly headless Nick away. Yeah. To just uh, to Ernie. <laughs> now Ernie's like part of the staff. 
Go on, Ernie. You get nearly had the snick upstairs. Yeah, she conjures up a fan. And just gets him to fan him up the stairs. Fan him up the stairs. It sounds really degrading, that. How's Hogwarts, Ernie? Don't ask. <laughs> I've been fanning ghosts up the <laughs> stairs for the last two weeks. And Harry pleads his innocence to Press McGonagall. Yeah. It's not what it looks like. It wasn't me. And then she comes in too cryptic. This is out of my hands. I know yeah. that Harry isn't going to get expelled from this. And yeah. she knows yeah. that Harry didn't do this. Yeah. Why is she always being so cryptic? She loves it, doesn't she? Shades of last year when she caught Harry flying about. I know. Come I with me. You see wood. Wood, something to smack him with. Exactly. Oh! And yet he goes up. She says sherbet lemon, and he goes up to Dumbledore's office. Mm. I'm surprised that Dumbledore's office is the only thing stopping you from getting in there is a password, which you could probably guess. Yeah. Because it was two of the words he said at the start of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he wants children to wander up there. And now I will just say a few words. Sherbet, Sherbet lemon. lemon. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> right. How many... How many diamond-faced boys are you giving this chapter out of five? I really like this chapter. Mama. There was a lot going on. Mm. It feels like a long time since mm. we were in the toilet. Yeah, me and you. Making a potion. <laughs> yeah, a lot happened. Yeah, and I feel like this... It really, we haven't mentioned this, but it feels like the story's really coming to a head. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very exciting because it feels almost like a climax when actually we've still got about eight chapters left. Ocho. And it feels like, you know, people are getting killed every five minutes. I keep thinking, yeah, exactly. I keep thinking we're like two chapters into this book. Yeah. And we are really ripping through it, aren't we? Yeah, I think this was chapter 11 or something. (sighs) But yeah, we've had two petrified... Well, we've had three people petrified in two chapters. Oh, oh. The spiders are running off again. Yeah. And he's going up to Dumbledore's office. I feel like it's all happened in one chapter. And I'm very excited to see the next chapter. I liked it. A lot going on. Um, But I feel like I'm going to give it a very close full house, but I'm going to give it four and a half diamond-faced boys out of five. Now, for me, that's a very good rating. Four Thank and a half you. diamond face boys. Yeah. Right. I would go to a restaurant that, you know, was rated four and a half diamond face boys. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm reading this book, yeah. I'm sat in a chair drinking a coffee. Mm. And I'm reading it. I'm taking the words into my face, mm. right? And I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the dialogue. I'm enjoying, like, the attitude of Harry. Yeah. This guy, he thinks he's somebody. Yeah. And he's absolutely losing his mind. Yeah, yeah. And I, for one, I'm living for it. <laughs> Yeah, plenty happens in this chapter. Yes. For that reason, I'm going to give this chapter four diamond-faced boys out of five. Oh, very, very good chapter. Now, are you ready for the most enticing segment of the week? Quiz. Quiz, quizzicky, quiz, quizzicky, quiz, 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 quiz. Gonna ask you some questions, how well will you do? Quiz, quizzicky, quiz, quizzicky, quiz, 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 boo. Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas, how well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. Right. You are playing for a compliment. Oh, bloody hell. Alright. Question one. What good luck charms did Neville buy? Oh, what? Um. He bought... you, you don't have to have the full descriptions. You All right. 
But if you got him, bonus points. Okay. He bought an onion. Mm-hmm. He bought um, a newt's tail. Mm-hmm. And he bought a... Oh, no. Can I think? come back to that one? Yeah. All right. Question two. Yeah. What did Malfoy's nose swell to the size of? You got two possible answers. Oh, uh, a small melon. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the other one? Um, no. That's fine. <laughs> Question three. Yeah. Who was Ron's dueling partner? Um. Oh. Du, 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 Ron and Seamus. Excellent. Yes. Question four. What spell uh, made Harry dance? Tarantelegra. Excellent. Question five. Yeah. What is the password to Dumbledore's bedroom? Sherbet Lemon. Okay, so we're going to go back to question two. Oh. Uh, question one. What good luck charms did uh, Neville buy? So you had onion and you had the new tail. Oh, no. I'm just going to go for it. A talisman. I'm afraid you're wrong. Oh. No, it was a pointed purple crystal. Ah. Oh, unfortunately, but you did so well. Yeah. You, honestly, so that is like, you got 4.75, basically. four point yeah. four point six six out of five, didn't you? Tom, did you just say I did very well? That is not the compliment. It's a compliment. <laughs> and I'll accept it. Quiz, 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 we're not alluding to owl poo. Mm. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in, in. when we allude to Edwig's droppings. droppings. What's in her beak this week? Woo-hoo. Well, <laughs> well, firstly, we've had a lovely message from Visitor Seven Nine Four Three on oh, the website. Visitor Seven Nine Four Three. <laughs> I don't know if that means we've actually had nearly eight thousand visitors on the website. Seven Nine Four Three. That's exciting. But they uh, anonymously say that the Pottervision podcast is amazing. Please keep doing it. <laughs> I love that people think this is a threat that will stop. <laughs> These boys, I can hear them. They're going to quit each any week now. I can feel it. I can feel it. Well, what listeners won't know is at the end of every recording, we press stop. We look to each other silently. And if we want to continue next week, we will nod. <laughs> and so far, it's been a nod every week. There's been no shaking of the heads. We're going to keep going. At least until next week. At so least until much. next week, listeners. <laughs> you very much, Visitor7943. Now, we did post a poll, not a poll, like an open-ended question on Instagram, yeah. saying if you were a wizard, where would you go on the first day after lockdown? Mm. Now, Ginge Pixel, hey up, Ginge. Go on, Ginge. He says he'd be going straight to the Leaky Cauldron for their darkest ale. Mm. That's a wizard Guinness he's after there. Who knows? HBI Damien says he would be going to Florian Fortescue's Ice Cream Parlour for an ice cream. Wow. I love an ice cream, do you? Yeah. Good. And uh, finally, we had one from Apexia. 
I hope I'm saying that right. 11. She says Hogsmeade and she would go to the Three Broomsticks pub. Oh, really? For a lovely butter beer. What was the question again? What would you do first day out of lockdown in the wizarding world? Oh. Where would you be going, Wizard Jim? I'd go straight to the Weasley's paddock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, can I rent it out? No, no, we're not <laughs> renting out the paddock. And I'd be running around with them little gnomes and asking them, does it hurt their feelings when they get thrown? Yeah. For me, I'd be on the night bus. Mm-hmm. Just enjoying that bobblehead. Getting in one of them beds, rolling back and forth. I'd love it. (laughs) Do you think you'd ever get any sleep on the night bus? Do you know that's Lenny Henry who plays that little bobblehead? Is it? Mm. That is fantastic that he's not a white man doing that voice. Lenny, 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 Lenny Henry show. (laughs) I never watched the Lenny Henry show. My dad likes Lenny Henry. We'll get him on. Get him on! If Your dad, anyone... we can't get Lenny Henry. All oh, right, yeah. We'll get me dad on. <laughs> He'll tell us some anecdotes from when he used to watch the Lenny Henry show. And yeah, we'll look yeah, forward yeah. to that. We've had another message from KCJ mm, on Twitter. KCJ. Kevin says, if I ruled the doorbell world... Because we were talking about doorbells last week, weren't we? Yes, we were, sir. He said he'd throw in at least a couple of glass smashing and psychopath kicking the door in sound effects. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'd enjoy. I'd go the other way around and have a doorbell that, when you press the doorbell, the sound is of a dog barking. And then someone going, answer the bloody door, will you? That's what you'd like. Yeah, yeah. And make you feel comfortable in your own home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I reckon. Just give the person outside the illusion that we're uh, a bit rough. Uh, yeah, good mm. enough. Mm. Okay, I'd like a doorbell that doesn't work. Oh, yeah. Some people, they can ring, they can try, and then yeah. I won't answer because, to be honest, I don't really like visitors, visitors at the home. Well, Tom... I, I like s- you coming round. That's nice. But I don't really like anyone else. But Tom, let me tell you this. I had a doorbell that didn't work for two years. Yeah, yeah. And, oof, they ring. And if that don't work... They leave. No, they knock. Oh. They knock. They don't give up. I'd I'd put a note on the door that says, don't worry, the doorbell works. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not coming. No need to knock. (laughs) P.S. Fuck off. My my mum and dad have a thing on their door which says, no cold callers. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, that's this has got like a police type logo on it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, tries to ward off anyone trying to sell them things. Does it work? I think so. Mm. I don't think they get uh, they get. I don't think they hardly get any people like that. Mm. Mm. And finally, we had uh, we had another poll out, which is still out now. Well, it won't be by the time anyone listens to this. But it says if you were in a duel. Oh yeah. What would be the first spell that you'd do? What would be your opening gambits? Barakadava. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Just kill them, you've won the duel, yeah. move on to the second round. But what do the listeners say? Well, we've had a message from friend of the show, Jade Fernley, who says she would uh, do a spell to pull the pants down. Oh, Jade. Which I think could work. Yeah. It'd be mentally demeaning. <laughs> and it'd be good to see what kind of underpants people have on. Oh, yeah. Maybe like a leopard print thong. Or white those, with heart shapes on it. Those boxes. white boxes with heart shapes. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think there's a funnier pair of underpants than those. No, no. Any cartoon, any old-fashioned film, if someone gets the pants pulled down, they're wearing white boxes with hearts on them. Or maybe, uh, do you know those old prospectors where those like long johns that's oh, like, yeah. red with a little butt flap? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. People used to get sewn into those and they'd be in them for the year. You're you know joking, no. Yeah. They'd be in them for the year and that's why they had the flap, because they weren't... Because they poo out of the flap? Yeah. 
plumbing it. Sew me in for the winter. Sew me in. Yeah. Wow. That gives a whole new perspective to uh, Stinky Pete from if, Toy Story 2. If you had to be sewn into a pair of clothing, what pair of clothing would you choose? For me, it would be a Hedwig onesie. <laughs> and that'd be me for the year. Beautiful. How about you? Mm, same. Same. With you in the same, in the yeah. same one. Yeah, it would be the same. I'll be the back facing out. I'll be the Voldemort on the back of your head. Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Rem- remember me, baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much for everyone who got in touch. And you can, if you want to, talk to us. We're on potvision.com. You can type in the chat there. Or you can just go on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, search Pottervision. You will find us. Mm. Hedwig's dropping. This has been the Pottervision podcast. Thank you so much for listening once again. Please follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search Pottervision and you'll find us. Drop us a message. You can also go to our website, pottervision.com. And hey, if you want some bonus content, we've got bonus episodes. We've got our 2019 live show all available on patreon.com slash pottervision. Now, please join us next week for episode 29. It's book two, chapter 12, The Polyjuice Potion. I've been Tom Lawrenson. I've been Lucas Kirkby. This has been the Pottervision Pot Podcast. Podcast. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision Podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. You can contact us through our website, pottervision.com. And if you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision.